you. Good morning, church family. <laughs> it's nice to look around and uh, yeah, I hope you do, if you're part of this church, I hope you see this as your family. The reality is that there are some family members you see more regularly and get to hang out with more than others and uh, I know that for a lot of people like groups is that but and others you have more closer relationships but it's just really nice to just be back been uh, haven't been here on a Sunday church for about five Sundays with different things going on and holidays and so it's great to be here and to look around so I'm just having a moment really this has nothing to do with what I'm saying I'm just having a, a moment and um, yeah and uh, yeah it's great so, this morning, um, did we end up getting the um, presentation, Sean? No? Okay. So, uh, the, the internet is down, so there's nothing on the screens particularly to go with this, apart from maybe a couple of images. We're carrying on a series on prayer, which I think covers around six or seven weeks. Um, and uh, this morning, I want to talk to you under the title of, Prayer Always Works. Okay? Prayer Always Works works. Before I do that, I want to um, uh, I want to put up on the screen. No, I don't want to put up on the screen. I want to read out to you um, a quote by uh, a guy who is a kind of, yeah, spiritual leader. Um, any of you who's maybe been a Christian for a while, maybe read uh, a brilliant uh, autobiography, biography, I think, of uh, a great guy called Keith Green. Um, anyone read No Compromise by Keith Green? It was such a big, big part of me becoming, um, yeah, passionate for God. And one of the people he quoted was a guy called Leonard Ravenhill. And, uh, and he said this about prayer. He says, no man or woman is greater than their prayer life. The pastor who is not praying is playing. There's quite a bit of rhyming going on here. Okay, so it's a bit cheesy, but let's go with it. The people who are not praying are straying. We have many organizers, but few agonizers. Many players and payers, few prayers. Many singers, few clingers. Lots of pastors, few wrestlers. We've got a wrestler, yeah. Go on, Gaz, as well as being a pastor to people in need. Many fears, few tears. Much fashion, little passion. Many interferers. I don't know if this isn't true of our church. Few intercessors. We don't have lots of intercessors in our church. Many writers, few fighters. And he says, failing here, we fail everywhere. Now this guy, he is a prophet. He, he says stuff and he provokes people with the statement of the prophetic. And it's slightly uncomfortable to hear that, isn't it? The challenge with prayer, as with so much in the Christian faith is there is no definition of success, okay? And as someone who likes to kind of know what success looks like and likes to know what good looks like, I don't like that fact in many ways. In fact, as I was thinking about this, it's a huge downside of the fact that following Jesus is pretty much unique in that it is a really non-legalistic faith, okay? So my, um, my neighbor, 
He knows if he is succeeding in prayer or not. He knows if he is doing what he should do in prayer or not, by the virtue of the fact that he is a Muslim. Okay? And he, so he, he knows exactly whether he's being successful in prayer or not. And in some ways, kind of, you, I'm never, I'm, I'm never jealous of that, but, but it's a little bit of a downside of the fact that following Jesus is not a legalistic thing. Okay, I cannot give you a, this is the bar when it comes to prayer. This is how often you have to pray. These are the things you have to pray. This is the length of time you have to pray for. There is, there are no rules. There are no standards to be hit. And in many ways that serves us really well. And in other ways, it can just leave us a little bit like, am I getting it right? Am I doing enough? Am I doing good enough? And I would say that as I look back over particularly the last decade of my life of following Jesus, I feel like I'm always asking the question, am I doing enough? Well, actually, no, I feel like I'm always telling myself I'm not doing enough. And so when Leonard um, says, failing here, we fail everywhere, I can't help but think, well, that's it, then I'm failing everywhere. <laughs> that I'm kind of failing in prayer and in my prayer life. I've wrestled with this for years. And I expect many of you have as well. That when you think about prayer and you think uh, as we've been kind of looking at this whole area of prayer, it's like, am I, am I doing enough? And unfortunately... We can't tell you. We can't tell you whether you're doing enough or not, whether you're doing it right or not. Hopefully, as you go through this series that we're covering, it will inspire you. It won't guilt trip you, but it will inspire you to do more communing with God. To do more, kind of, as we were talking about it, we were talking about it in the car on the way in. Josie was just like, oh, I've got to lead the service. I just don't feel like I've spent enough time with God. To which I'm, I, I provo- kind of provoked her back, really, because I spend all my time with God. <laughs> you know, like as far as I know, he doesn't leave me at any point. So we kind of agreed that she hadn't spent any focused time with God, she hadn't spent any intimate time with God, and really... That is what prayer is. So I pray that as you go through this, I pray there'll be no guilt in this, but that it will inspire you and it will draw you to commune with God, to take time to really know that God is with you and to communicate with him. Be it on the go, be it when you stop, be it on your own or be it with others, be it speaking out prayers, be it writing down prayers, be it sitting in silence and just listening. You know, when I get to speak in church, I like to be able to speak on something where I feel like I'm doing okay in life. And uh, yeah, I stand humbly before you this morning, kind of feeling quite underqualified to speak on this. Because I feel like my prayer life, in comparison to many people in church, is probably mediocre at best. But in my wrestling and in my struggles around the whole area of prayer, 
It's given me a lot of time to stop and to think about the purpose of prayer. And that's what I really want to kind of touch on this morning. I want to talk about the fact that I've come to the conclusion that prayer always works. It always works. Now, I am someone who probably, like many of you in the, in the congregation, find it difficult to have a really dedicated, set, disciplined pattern around prayer. Okay? That, for whatever reason, there are a few things in life I'm disciplined at, but around prayer, I find it hard to be disciplined. And therefore, I find one of the best ways to help myself be more disciplined is when there are opportunities to stick it in the diary and know. Now, now I can't do that for myself. If I put it in my personal diary, Matt, by yourself, go and do this, I won't go and do it, okay? Tried it many a time. It's failed enough times that I've given up trying to do that, okay? I just don't bother. 45 now. I've got an idea of what works and what doesn't. That doesn't work. But... Four years ago, we started Tuesday morning prayer meetings at the church that meet around quarter past seven. And for me, it was just like, right, okay, I'm going to stick that in the diary and I'm going to do my best to be there. It really helped by the fact that I was leading it to begin with. Okay. It really helped me get there. But what it did was it created a habit in me, a habit that I still to this day and there, even though I know Jane, I know Stuart, I haven't been there much recently, because, but I know that when I'm in town and I'm free on a Tuesday morning, that I will be there. Work takes me um, all over the country and to other countries. And the reason I've stayed committed to it is because I've seen that every time I've turned up, every time I've, I, I've been there and I've joined with my brothers and sisters from the Light Church to pray. I have seen without fail that prayer works. I've, I've yet to been to a Tuesday morning where I've walked away thinking, well, that didn't work. That, that didn't work. What was going on there? Every single time I've been, prayer has worked. We prayed some big prayers and we prayed some little prayers. We prayed for world peace. We prayed for all of Bradford to come to know Jesus on some mornings, haven't we? We prayed for smaller stuff, for needs in the church, for the ministries that are going on in the church. Every single time, every single time I've walked away, prayer has worked. The reason I say that is because the purpose of prayer is so much more and so much bigger than getting God to do stuff. So much bigger. And that's why I can say, because so far all of Bradford hasn't come to Jesus, and so far there isn't world peace, but that doesn't mean that prayer hasn't worked and done its job. If you see your prayer life, if you see your prayer relationship with God as one of either one of these two things. Number one, a vending machine. Okay? So a vending machine, we managed to... Oh, look at that. That's exactly the same image that I had on my presentation, Sean. Go you. Okay. 
So if we see our prayer life like this, that we walk to God, we put the right things yeah, in the right places, the, right, we, the, the, the coins are our words, and we put them into the machine that is God, and then we press the buttons, E14, whichever it is, yeah, and we wait, and it goes, mm, you think, oh no, you're going to break the, no, no, and then you put your hand in, and you get it out, and it works. Or it may be that you see your prayer life more like this. Same sort of thing. I think that might be the same one as well. It's amazing. Google, isn't it? Slightly different. You still walk up. You still put your coins in of saying the right words and the right prayers. This time, you press a few different buttons. You're not quite as confident, but you hope beyond hope, that maybe you might get lucky that particular time and that actually that the answer that you need is coming out. Now, it's not that we aren't to ask for stuff. It's not that we aren't to come to God and ask him for things. As I, as, as I kind of looked into this, there are three verses I just want to share with you. I'll have to read them out because, like I say, I haven't got them on the screen. There's a pattern that I noticed this. So Ephesians 6.18 says this. It says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Okay? Sometimes that verse has been uh, used, uh, 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 the, the word request has been translated supplications, which is just a wonderfully religious word, isn't it? All kinds of prayers and supplications. Now, if you look up the word supplication, because you're thinking, what on earth does that mean? (laughs) I know what to sup means, um, different thing altogether. Supplication is the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. And so Ephesians 6.18 says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and supplications. Okay, hold that a minute. Philippians 4 verse 6 says this, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and, yes, you could have supplication in there, or petition, which doesn't mean you need to go and get all your friends to sign it, okay? In every situation, by prayer and petition. Petition simply means to make an appeal to normally a deity or superior. That's why we do petitions to get governments to change things. So by prayer and petition. And then in 1 Timothy 2 verse 1, Paul writes this. He says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people. The thing that I notice, which maybe you've noticed there, is Paul kind of, he categorizes prayers and requests. Prayers and petitions. Prayers and supplication. For me, kind of like showing that actually, yeah, asking for stuff is still really, really, really important. But it's actually a bit of the and on the end of our prayer life. The purpose of prayer is so much more. 
Now, having said that, Jesus was really, really clear about asking for stuff, wasn't he? Okay? If you're fairly new to this Jesus stuff, Jesus says these words, um, which I don't... I haven't been able to listen online because we haven't listened, but I've re- I read the couple of talks that we've had from the last couple of weeks. I don't think we, we, we quite covered this, but we never stick to our scripts, do we, Rob? Um, or, or Alicia. If, um... <laughs> so, so, so Jesus says this. Um, I'll do them very quickly. He says, Truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Ask and you will receive. John 16. This is all kind of like in John. John obviously liked this bit. Um, John 14, Jesus says, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. John 15, 7 says, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And John 15, 16 says, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Okay, so basically, I'll give you whatever you ask. You can ask me for anything, I'll do it. Ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. Whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So Jesus clearly wants us to ask for stuff, yeah? He wants the supplications, he wants the petitions, he wants the requests, he wants all of that stuff, he wants stuff brought to us. They're interesting verses to try and uh, deal with. Has anyone ever asked for anything from God and not got it? Surely not everyone. Every, <laughs> yes, like, like when Jesus said those words and he could see ahead of him the, 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 the hundreds of millions, the couple of billion people and however many are still to come who would be in relationship with him. And then if you think about them and the thousands of requests that they're going to give to him, thousands, maybe tens of thousands per person. And he had the audacity to say, whatever you ask, you'll have it. Now, we, we, we know that we can trust Jesus. But given the fact that even though it would probably hurt us, we could probably all come to the agreement that he's not just going to give us everything we ask. Why would, why, why would he use such extreme promises of ask for anything and you can have it. And I believe it's because he knows that there is a greater, greater purpose. And he also knows that us, we're just weak human beings, ultimately pretty selfish, pretty self-centered. And we know that the biggest thing that's going to draw us to God is knowing we can get stuff. Yeah? Yeah? Even people that don't believe in God, when they get in a really difficult situation, they turn to God. Please, God, help me. I don't. I pray. I pray to a God I don't even believe in. Please, God, help me. And so Jesus, basically, kind of saying, "Come to God with everything, whatever it is. Come to God. Come to God. Ask and ask and ask." And of course, we could unpack that in my name stuff and, and that. And prayer always works. And I want to give you two reasons why prayer always works. Two of the purposes of prayer as to why 
we should keep coming to God and asking and being and listening in prayer, which for me are the kind of the three kind of like how we pray. Firstly, prayer keeps me humble and dependent. Excuse me. Such a manly water bottle. (laughs) Prayer keeps me humble and dependent. So for my job, um, I head up Christians Against Poverty. And uh, as a result, I spend quite a bit of time praying um, about the work that I do. I generally don't ask God to do a lot of stuff when I'm praying. If you were to look at my prayer life, it's generally not a list of please God do this, please God do that, please God do this, please God do that. It's almost like one prayer that's pretty constant. And it's this. God, I can't do this on my own. I really cannot do this on my own. I don't have the wisdom I need. I don't have the skill I need. I need you. There are a lot of things I need you to do, God, but more than anything else, I just need you to be with me, to support me, to lead me, to guide me, to stop me when I need stopping. Prayer, and I think the purpose of prayer and the purpose of Jesus saying, kind of come and ask and ask and ask, is simply that he wants us to stay humble and dependent. Prayer says to God, I can't do this life on my own. I can't. I cannot do this life on my own. I can't do it well on my own. (laughs) I can make a muck up of it on my own. Prayer says, I need some help from outside of me. And not just my friends and not just my family. At the very deep inner core of me. Prayer says, God, I don't have all the answers. I really don't have all all the answers. Prayer says, I don't know how to resolve this situation. In 1 Peter 5, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hands, that he may lift you up in due time. There is nothing that will humble you more than coming to God in prayer. God, I'm humble. I'm dependent. Well, actually, God, I'm not that humble. I'm trying to be humble. Please even help me with that, God. James 4 verse 10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Whatever area of life it is, maybe you're a parent and you need some help help parenting. Maybe you're, uh, you know, maybe you, you look at your family relationships, your wider maybe relationships with your mum or dad or sisters or cousins. And you think, God, I need some help with that. Maybe it's in the work that you do, the paid work you do, the volunteer work you do. Maybe it's in, in, in ministry. Maybe you're running a debt centre or maybe you're volunteering in food bank or maybe you're on the prayer ministry team. Maybe it's in evangelism and outreach. Basically, prayer says, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you to help me. 
prayer always works. And one of the ways it always works. Okay, and there's a small caveat here. Okay, if you just come to God full of pride, yeah, and your prayer life is, God, I thank you that you've made me awesome. God, I thank you that you've made me a conqueror. By the way, sometimes you do need to thank him for making you a conqueror. But you recognize that you're only a conqueror because he's made you a conqueror and actually by yourself, yeah, you're not. But prayer works because it keeps us humble. And the second thing that prayer does, and by the way, I haven't walked away from a Tuesday morning prayer meeting knowing that I'm more dependent on God, more in need of him than when I turned up. I haven't walked into a personal encounter with God, praying with God, be that by myself, be that out walking the dog and and praying to God. I don't walk away from that feeling less dependent on God than when I started to pray. It always works. The other thing that prayer totally does, and I just chose a couple of things so I don't, don't take too much time, is prayer, taking on the rhyming thing from Leonard, makes me care. Prayer makes me care. Jesus calls us to ask for whatever we want. Yeah? He calls us to ask for whatever we want. The Bible tells us, come to God with your prayers and your petitions and your supplications and your requests. Because he knows that in the very act of asking for stuff, yeah? And that stuff could be everything from, Lord, would you give me a Mercedes-Benz, yeah? All the way through to, Lord, would you heal my husband who's got cancer at the moment? Or, Lord, would you save my daughter who has walked away from you? Whatever it might be. He knows that as we come to him, our hearts are changed. Our hearts are changed. The most important thing on God's agenda for your life is that you become more like him. That's the most important thing. It's the explanation when we go through difficulties and trials. It's the one thing that gives us something to cling on to when things don't seem to be working. It's the thing when we don't get the answers that we want. The most important thing is that we become like him. And there is nothing... There is nothing that molds your heart better than a prayer life that is in accordance with his will and his desires. That's why I still turn up to pray on Tuesday morning. So for nine and a half years, I was a leader within this church. I helped found it along with Josie and John and Lizzie. Um, Back in January, I stepped down from leadership. And one of the reasons I started Tuesday morning prayer was because I realized how rubbish I was at praying for the church. And I thought, I need a moment where hopefully most weeks I can stop and I can pray for this church. And turning up and praying for this church was probably the most important thing that kept me caring for this church, for the vision for it. And even now, now that I've laid down the leadership even though it's been a busy time when I've struggled to get there on a Tuesday, it's just like I'm still going to get there. Because when I get there, by the way, this isn't a plug about Tuesday morning. This is a plug around when you, what you pray, pray for, you care for. 
You really do. It kept me in that place. When I'm not focused on the need for my neighbors to know Jesus, prayer will make me care. Yeah? It really will. I'm rubbish at praying for my neighbors. Kind of do it normally when I'm watering the garden because it reminds me that they're out there. And there's nothing else to do whilst you're watering the garden. Yeah? Just being honest. When I haven't given much thought to the people from the job club that I help volunteer at. Tell you what, prayer makes me care. It does, doesn't it? You can just go through life, not forget, but if there's a moment when you stop and you think, I'm going to pray for my people from job club, prayer makes me care. When I've maybe not thought much about the people in light group, yeah? I'm not in a light group personally, but many of you are, and it's amazing, okay? I tell you what, when you pray for the people in your light group, prayer, it makes you care. Maybe I haven't even thought much about my kids and their spiritual formation because I'm a long way from being perfect dad. You might call me the best dad in the world, but that's only in my individual category of me. <laughs> when I stop and I pray for them, prayer makes me care. This is one of the most important. This is why Jesus calls us to pray. This is why we're called to pray. Because as we pray, our hearts are changed. Our minds are changed. We are drawn to God. There's so much distraction in our world. So much busyness. So many other things. So many other things competing for our attention. Our God wants our hearts and minds focused on the things that he cares about. Most of us are pretty rubbish at that. Prayer makes us care. Prayer keeps us in line, on track. That line that's written in that song, break my heart for what breaks yours. Such a great line. I thought there must be something in the Bible that backs that up. I couldn't find a thing, but I'm throwing it out there because I know there's a bunch of people who know the Bible better than I do. Kind of like, what would be a Bible verse that goes, a little bit of a quiz, come and see me afterwards. What would be a Bible verse that backs up that amazing, it is spirit-inspired, that line, isn't it? God wants our hearts focused on the things that he wants us focused on. Seek first the kingdom of God, maybe. There's real mystery in prayer. Does it always work? I actually think it always does. Not if you see it as a slot machine. Not if you see it as a vending machine. But if you see it as wider than that. I believe that prayer will always work. It will always do some of the work of God in you. Be that keeping you humble, keeping you dependent, drawing your heart to the things that God wants you to be drawn towards. And... There are times when we actually get what we ask for. I thought it would be good to stop and to pray. Um, A few um, quotes that I pulled out from um, a very wide variety of Christians that I can't put up on the screen. (laughs) 
<laughs> that ruins this bit. Okay, I won't share them then. Uh, why don't we just pray? Why don't we just pray? Kind of like for five, ten minutes. It's great when we have a song at the end, kind of like lifts us all up, but maybe we can still have a song at the end. I don't know. Up to you, wonderful wife. Um, but let's pray. I'll bet you in just five minutes, God can do one of two things. Number one, he can make you walk out of this place that little bit more dependent on him, which you've kind of already done by coming to worship. Yeah? How many of you would have spent half an hour in worship this morning if you hadn't come? Nah. But you've already done that, so you've already drawn nearer to God. But also, maybe kind of God just wants to lay something on your heart, one of his cares, not a care of the world, but a care of the Lord. He wants to lay on your heart that might shape how you live your life in him over this coming week. You can either do this by yourself or you can do it in twos or threes or whatever. Either is good, either works well in different times and different settings. So let's just kind of have five minutes of just prayer and being before God, maybe speaking out loud, maybe just listening, but being in prayer, communing and communicating with our God. Let's do that now.
bold guy interrupting your prayers. Just as I was praying, I felt, as Matt said, that when we pray, it's about God changing us. And I was reminded that when we pray, God begins to write on the letter of our lives. And 2 Corinthians 3.3 says, you are a letter written by Christ that everyone can see. So we're like the piece of paper going in. We're praying and God begins to write in our lives. And others then begin to read what he's written in our lives. So ponder on that one. You're a letter written by Christ that everyone can read. And you're not a blank page. If you'd like more prayer, we have a prayer ministry team um, who, you know, if you've got something a bit more in depth, you want to pray through with someone, you want to see some breakthrough, some change. Um, the banner's just here. So if you kind of gather over there, who's on prayer ministry today? We've got, hey, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> okay. So, at, so yeah, so we just pray that Jan and um, Sharon will be there to, to pray with you as well. So yeah, so can go and get a coffee teas and coffees at the back don't forget to chat to people chat to new people if you don't recognize someone just chat to them go and collect your kids etc
Jesus, on you, I'll wait. 